Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk MedTech, the premier podcast for the medical device and diagnostic industry. I'm your host, Omar Ford, Editor-in-Chief of MDDI, an online publication owned by Informa. On this episode of Let's Talk MedTech, we're speaking with Marie Pereira, the co-founder and chief innovation officer of Tissuum. Tissuum is developing a family of polymers to address multiple unmet clinical needs in tissue reconstruction. So without further ado, let's get into the conversation. Let's talk MedTech with Tissuum's Maria Pereira. Well, Maria, welcome to Let's Talk MedTech. Thank you for taking the time to be on the program. Yeah, thank, thanks so much for the for the invitation to, to speak with you. Sure. I want to talk all about the company. I understand that you're the co-founder. So can you talk a little bit about that? How did it come about? Perfect. Yeah. So um, I'll take you you know, through, through, through a journey that started uh, approximately 10 years ago. Um, uh, I was a PhD student uh, in the laboratories, in the lab of Professor Jeff Karp um, at the Brigham's at Harvard. And I was co- collaborating with uh, Professor Bob Langer um, at MIT. Um, and I, ha- I had started my PhD a couple of years um, back, and I was um, I was starting to work on a new technology um, to basically to develop a new material that could be used for a traumatic closure of uh, ventricular septal defects. So basically, holes between the chambers of uh, of the heart uh, that are not that uncommon in uh, in newborns, and that they need to be repaired uh, to an- allow a normal blood uh, blood circulation. And I, I, I bumped into into this problem, and I started to develop this new technology uh, thanks to 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 thanks to a discussion with uh, Dr. Pedro Del Nido. So he's the chief of cardiac surgery at the Boston Children's Hospital. That at the time was looking for um, for innovators for people to help him uh, develop new technology to close these uh, these defects. Um, the way everything started started the discussion, trying to understand the clinical need, what was the medical problem. And from there, uh, thinking about what can we do, uh, what what is required to to basically to to develop a better solution for these uh, for these patients and for these unmet unmet clinical needs, and we came up, we came up with the idea: if you have a, a hole between the chambers of the heart, so why not simply using a, an adhesive, using a glue, um, to 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 promote the repair and the and uh, to, to to promote the repair of these uh, of these defects. So so you're literally gluing broken hearts together right that was that was at, uh, well that's how we started to work on this technology yeah, yeah. it evolved uh, to much broader use cases than uh, than that one but it was uh, it's how how everything uh, how everything started um so that's where we started and again when we were developing these uh, these new this new technology starting with this problem uh, the big question what you realize is that currently there were really no good adhesives no goods uh, materials to to do this uh, to do this repairing in a minimal invasive in a minimal invasive setting, so that's how we came up about developing a completely new material that could answer this clinical need. Um, basically, what we wanted to do is develop an adhesive that could work um, that could be delivered minimally minimally invasively that the surgeon could control its application to the tissue, and that could be activated on demand um, by by the surgeon. Uh, something that could not be achieved with any of the current uh, currently existing solutions. So, in the academic setting, we developed uh, all the we, we did all the proof of concepts then uh, of the of the technology, developed the material, tested in in preclinical animal models, 
And when I was finishing my, my PhD, uh, thanks to my PhD advisor, thanks to Jeff, I was uh, I was lucky enough to cross the path of our current CEO, uh, Christophe Pancel, and also at the time, uh, Bernard Gilly, um, who, was, who is also a co-founder of, of TCM. Um, I was lucky enough to cross their path. They, they present to them the technology. Uh, and again, I think it was quite obvious for, for them from the get-go that the, the potential uh, of this technology in the in the clinics was much 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 beyond what we were doing was was much beyond the uh, well there was much more potentially than than just <laughs> uh, it to 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 fix broken broken hearts basically and that's how basically that's how start, TCM started uh, started back in 2013 or originally we were called Gecko Biomedical and really yeah the, with the mission of the company it's to to translate this technology from the bench to the bedside and bring it to the to the clinics uh, across multiple therapeutic uh, spaces, uh, with the goal of uh, of having a, a new way of uh, doing tissue reconstruction and and particular automatic tissue tissue repair. Talk to me a little bit about that transition from the academic world into uh, medtech or, or a healthcare company. How was that? Was it jarring a little bit? Was it easy? Was it <laughs> It's it's never it's never easy, and I think uh, I think what we again tissue what tissue is developing it's it's, it's a, we have this mat- this new material it's our core technology, and of course to from the bench to the bedside as uh, something to, so unique it's uh, it's uh, it has been quite a quite a quite an interesting uh, quite an inter- an interesting adventure. So uh, and again I think that's uh, one of the one of the one of the very interesting things about uh, about TCM is that in the end we are. A company based on a platform technology, and normally mm-hmm. what I say is that being a plat- being a platform te- technology, it's both a blessing and a curse. It's <laughs> because there's many things you can do. It's a curse because there's many things you you, you can do. So, uh, and it's uh, it's 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 been uh, quite an adventure to build the the technology uh, uh, to build the company around this this technology. Again, the first years of TCM uh, were very f- focused on building a first product from sure. these materials. Uh, so we did all the all the tech transfer from MIT to to the manufacturing site, a first scale up, the risking all doing all the preclinical, the risking from a biocom perspective, performance perspective, toxicological perspective, to be able to bring the technology to to humans, um, and it's what we did back in 2017. So we did uh, we did the first in human clinical study. Uh, leveraging our polymer platform, um, and in this case, we we the way we applied the technology was for the for the suture for the I'm sorry for the for the use of the technology as an adjunct to sutures in vascular reconstruction. Uh, so basically, to provide uh, to to leverage this adhesive this uh, this material to 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 reinforce the suture line in vascular surgery to to promote immediate uh, hemostasis. So we did our first in human clinical study back in 2017 um, with um, with uh, with successful results, and and uh, we were able to get the first C mark on the technology. And since then, we have been really looking uh, to expand the um, to expand use of the technology for new therapeutic uh, domains. So right now, since 2018, uh, we are not only focused on use of the technology as a cardiovascular sealant. But we have also expanded expanded uh, in the field of peripheral nerve repair, 
where we are looking to to where we are where we are leveraging um we have designed a solution based on our polymer to uh to promote the repair of peripheral nerves without the need of any suture so to avoid use avoid the need of having to suture the nerves mm -hmm. it can be quite time consuming complex to the surgeons and also that, that can induce uh, trauma uh, to this delicate tissue so that's that's another application we are we are moving forward uh, full speed and the the third uh, the third therapeutic domain where we are currently very focused on is for the use of this also this adhesive technology for a traumatic um, fixation of meshes in in uh, in in hernias. Uh, so basically, using our adhesive um, to coat existing uh, hernia meshes and to uh, to to use it to 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 promote the fixation of these meshes to the abdominal walls through minimally invasive procedures in a way that's easy for the surgeon and it's also atraumatic uh, because currently to repair hernias, the surgeons, they need to use uh, techs that can uh, penetrate very deeply into the tissue and cause uh, damage that can lead to, to pain to these patients. So these are just some of the, the clinical needs we are looking to, um, where we are currently quite focused to, 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 to explore the potential of this technology in the, in the clinics. Can you talk to me a little bit about Tissium's adhesive? Can you give some characteristics of it? Maybe describe it. You don't have to give out the secret sauce if you don't, don't want, but just just a little bit so we can kind of understand a little bit more. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Yeah. I, I'll try to make it as visual as I as I can. Sure. Uh, so the the um, this this polymer um, it's it's. You know, it's inside the profile syringe, and it basically, when you when it comes out, it's something like a very viscous liquid. So it's something like uh, like honey, and this honey-like substance can be applied to tissues, uh, to biological tissues, to synthetic substrates. And uh, what is quite unique is that um, uh, once it's applied to tissue in this viscous liquid state, uh, um, it stays where this where it's placed. So it's not something that's very the material is not easily displaced by body fluids, um, thanks to its viscosity and, and hydrophobicity. Um, and then what the surgeon does is that once the material has been applied uh, to the right location, to the right substrate, uh, the, the, the material can be activated on demand using light. Uh, so the surgeon can position the material precisely where uh, and when he, he wants it. And then um, the adhesion is activated uh, after the material has been exposed to, to light. And once it's exposed to, to, to light, it's converted from this viscous liquid substance to a solid yet flexible material that can strongly bind to the, to the underlying tissue. Tissium has, has been out for, for 10 years. I, I want to talk about now perhaps the changes that you might have seen once the pandemic hit. Um, are you a totally different company in terms of how you handle processes or, or how you just think about uh, just the day-to-day -day business now? How did the pandemic, how did COVID-19 kind of change operations or how did it even change your outlook? Mm -hmm. Curious, personally, yeah. Yeah, I think what the the <laughs> I think what the the pandemic the pandemics has taught us is that we can be much more flexible sometimes on the way we approach problems and the way we operate. I think perhaps we you know um, uh, I think before we you know for example if you were to recruit someone you'll have to meet that person uh, you had advice that you you must meet this person face to face before you mm -hmm. you recruit, right. If you are another example, I think before the pandemic, you had this idea, if you want to train a surgeon on your technique, 
you need to be physically with him on the same room. Um, and I think uh, during the, the pandemic to get uh, to get things moving forward, I think we had to test other ways of of, of doing things. And I think we realized that, um, you know, they can also work, right? So I think it allowed us to get rid of some uh, some biases that we had on the way we need to to work or do things. And I think uh, give, give some more flexibility and, and be more creative about uh, how we face challenges and how we try to, to overcome. And I think I would say those two, those are two big examples, right? Recruiting, uh, training people, uh, you don't necessarily need to be on the same uh, on the same uh, room, as long of of course as you plan and as uh, you you make sure you have clear clear guidance. I think there's there's other ways of working that we we didn't think were possible before. No, no, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. I, I think what happened um, for medtech. I just I'll just speak for medtech and medical devices, the industry. I think what happened is there was a big pause, and then there was the realization hey, you know, we're needed. Yeah. <laughs> we're needed. We're not elective. <laughs> That's a whole other uh, discussion that we could get into, but we're not elective procedures. You know, we're needed. And how do we get our products? How do we get our devices to the patients, to the people that um, need them, to the surgeons, to the doctors, you know? And it just changed. It just changed our frame of reference a bit. Yeah, I think it's about yeah finding new ways of uh, of doing things. And again, as a as a as a small company, right? I think mm-hmm. uh, I think for us there was not even that question of uh, slowing down. Uh, I think <laughs> and as the pandemic hit, it was the question: How do we operate, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, as a small company, again, uh, you you need to survive. You need to move forward. You are you survive thanks to your progress, right? So for us, it was not even a, a question. And very quickly, we had to. Uh, to adapt and bring the team together and making sure that we could continue to to work towards towards our milestones, which mean growth of the company means making sure we uh, we progress on the work with the with the clinicians to to move our products forward. Sure, sure. What does the future look like for TCM? Yeah, so the the future uh, so the key, the key next steps for TCM it's uh, one to make sure that we we bring this technology to the market. So we are very focused sure. on our current three programs and working uh, very closely and very 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 working as fast as we can to get the, the to deploy this uh, this technology in the in the market in, in the market. Again, we expect in the in the in 2024 to be able to launch our first uh, commercial product. Um, at this stage, TCM, we are very focused on the US market, but we also have global ambitions. We don't want to be restricted to one geography, um, even though our geography of uh, our first geography is the US. I think sure. we will be looking to expand uh, to expand uh, expand worldwide. Um, so. Sh- Short, medium term, those are the two two of our main uh, two of our main objectives. But of course, of course, going back to the to the start of our discussion, the the beauty about our our technologies is that we are a platform technology, right? So we want to make sure mm-hmm. that we continue to work with surgeons, trying to understand um, where does our technology can can have an impact, uh, what are other and med clinical needs, uh, where um, where we could we could provide a benefit to to patients, and making sure that we can be uh, quite disciplined on the way we design products and and move uh, and move forward in bringing them to to the clinics. It sounds good. Well, Maria, thank you for being on Let's Talk MedTech. 
Okay, thank you so much. Pleasure to speak with you. That's it for this episode of Let's Talk MedTech. Thanks again to our guest, Tishuans Maria Pereira. And for more outstanding content like this on the MedTech industry, please check us out at mbdionline.com. Also, make sure to rate, review, subscribe to Let's Talk MedTech on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.